And I'm joined now with uh, by our sorry RNZ business reporter Nicholas Poynton. Kia ora, Nicholas. And Fletcher Building has recorded a profit. Yeah, good afternoon to you, Marnie. Yes, Fletcher Building has delivered a solid four-year result on the back of strong of a strong construction market and demand for products, with an outlook for further growth. The company's net profit is up 42% to $432 million, with revenue up 5% to just under $8.5 billion. The result would have been better, but COVID lockdowns at the start of the financial year cost the company an estimated $300 million. Fletcher Chief Executive Ross Taylor says the result is pleasing, considering the myriad challenges from lockdowns, supply chain constraints, inflation and labour market shortages. It's a really solid result, I think, and it continued to build on the progress that we've been making over the last few years. Yeah, profits are up, our margins will continue to improve, uh, cash flows and balance sheet remain strong and safety performance improved and ultimately that led to a final dividend of $0.22 cents per share. But I think the real point, the, the team achieved this through a pretty tough year for both our customers and ourselves. You know, the industry has been dealing with all those background challenges of COVID, supply chain challenges, skill shortages and inflation pressure. So that was really the pleasing part of it. And I think it really positions us well to continue to build from here. Ross Taylor says the group has a solid pipeline of committed work with $3.2 billion and it's not expecting another COVID-19 forced shutdown. This year's underlying profit is expected to beat the year just ended by at least $100 million, which would put it at around $850 million. NZ Automotive Investments' annual meeting next month is shaping up to be even more contentious after it's been hit by another setback. The company, which owns the Two Cheap Cars Used Car chain, says its auditor Grant Thornton has resigned effective immediately. Ananzaki has more. The loss of NZAI's auditor follows a tumultuous month for the company's board. Four directors resigned last month, citing deep divisions with the major shareholder David Senner. He was moving to dump them at the annual meeting and replace them with candidates he said had the ability and experience to turn the company around. But the stock market watchdog then intervened, halting trading and querying if the potential directors nominated by Senna could be classified as independent. In the past week, the company warned its bankers won't guarantee financial backing because of the boardroom ructions, and now its auditor has gone. NZAI says a patched-up board will operate from next week and look for a new auditor, who will have to be approved along with the new directors at the annual shareholders' meeting on September 2nd. Tighter bank lending and a downturn in the housing market has seen growing demand for non-bank mortgages in the regions. Alpha First Mortgage Investments said its mortgage lending book of more than $150 million was nearly twice what it was last year, with regional investments growing to 61% of its book, compared with just 50% six months ago. Alpha's director, Olivia Fraser, says a changing housing market, along with tighter bank credit, is driving business growth. Yeah, end of last year, um, in 2021, uh, we thought that we might look to pivot to the regions. Um, they were less affected by um, market changes. Banks have been tightening up their criteria for quite some time. So it's opened up a great opportunity for us and also you know, other non-bank lenders uh, to fill that gap in the market with credit. Olivia Fraser says much of the investment is going into land development, such as new subdivisions. 
Well, the Reserve Bank releases its latest monetary policy statement in a couple hours' time, and the, the unanimous expectation is a rise of 50 basis points in the official cash rate to 3%, with a promise of more to come. But in China, the central bank has gone the other way. It's cut key lending rates to give more stimulus to its economy to help overcome pressures after strict COVID measures. Recent data shows the world's second biggest economy dealing with a decline in property investment and sales, a deepening fall in house prices and record youth unemployment. The chief executive of investment firm PGIM, David Hunt, says it's not an easy situation. After many years where a lot of countries were operating uh, with very similar economic conditions, we now find a wide variety uh, of situations as we look around the globe. Um, They may have inflation and recession as themes, but they're actually very different. In Europe, you have inflation that's driven uh, for the most part by high energy, and you actually have countries that are now in or soon going into a recession. In China, as you pointed out, growth is slowing, but we actually believe it will continue to slow from where it is, but that will be a dampener on demand, but unlikely to go uh, into an actual uh, recession. That's PGIM Chief Executive David Hunt. The world's largest mass-market jeweller is entering the rapidly emerging lab-grown diamond market. Yes, you heard correctly, lab-grown diamonds, which are touted as a more sustainable, uh, becoming more popular in the jewellery sector, with local company Michael Hill seeing sales surge after introducing them two years ago. Now, Danish-based company Pandora, which has stores in New Zealand, is launching the product in North America from next week, believing lab-grown diamonds can be more accessible for the masses. Here's Pandora's chief executive, Alexander Lasik. The reason we're bringing it to the market is because it's a technology leap that, that's actually happened in this space. Uh, and therefore, you can produce uh, diamonds at a much, much lower cost, which is kind of interesting for us because we play in the mass market. We, we don't uh, play in the lower end of the jewelry market. Neither do we um, you know, strive for playing in the high end of the market. On top of that, of course, uh, they come with a quite interesting sustainability profile. Mm-hmm. And what, what we focus on is the emission profile so, more than any, anything else, really. That's Pandora Chief Executive Alexander Lasik. Well, turning now to the markets, and our usual brokers are unable to provide a report today. But not to worry, business editor Giles Beckford joins me now with the latest numbers. Good afternoon, Giles. Kia to you, Nicholas. Not much sparkle on the uh, local share market. It's pretty flat, obviously, in uh, anticipation of the Reserve Bank monetary policy statement that's out in an hour and a half or so. So the uh, top 50 index, the NZX50, is currently uh, a handful of points higher. Uh, among some of the bigger moves, uh, Auckland Airport is up two cents at seven seventy-two. A2 Milk is up four at five fifty. Contact is up three at seven ninety-five. EBOS is down thirty-seven cents at thirty-nine dollars thirty. Get your building. Markets like the result that it's seen, up 19 cents, about 3.5% at $5.67. Fish and Paykel Healthcare down 15 at 21.30. Main Freight down 65 cents at $79.30. Ryman Healthcare down 8 cents at 9.15. And Spark up 4 cents at 5.19. Pressing on across the Tasman, the Australian ASX 200 opened just 25 minutes or so. It's up seven points at 7,115. On the currency front, the New Zealand dollar, 63.4 US cents, 90.3 Australian, 
2.4 British pence, 0.623 euro, 85.2 Japanese yen and 4.3 yuan. Interest rates, 90-day bank bills, 3.3%, 10-year bonds, 3.36%. On the commodities front, Brent crude oil is up 35 cents at $92.69 US a barrel. That's sitting close to a six-month low. And gold is steady at 1,775 US dollars an ounce. We'll update the market numbers for you. Half past five and checkpoint. Thank you for that, Giles. That's Giles Beckford with our Markets Report. And that's business for now. The team will be back with an update on the latest news and numbers at around half past five in Checkpoint. But back to you now, Marnie. Kia ora, Nicholas.